It's Thursday, May 9, 2013. We need to, all of us need to show up. We should have a good, robust debate, and we should vote. Senate Republicans obstruct Obama's EPA nominee. OMB says EPA regulations pay off in economic benefits 10 to 1. Honeybee losses accelerate in the U.S. Another coal export terminal bites the dust in Oregon. Plus, this car performs better than anything we've ever tested before. Consumer Reports has a new all-time favorite car, and you may be shocked what it is. All of those shocks and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. How do you sell energy-efficient light bulbs to conservatives? Try putting a trigger on it. (laughs) Yep, that'll do it. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, I want to say that I am on record from months ago after Lisa Jackson, the last administrator of the EPA, left. I'm on record saying that they were never going to be able to get an approval for a new administrator for the EPA. Not in this Senate, not under these Republicans. Am I right so far? So far, you are right. Republican obstruction reached new levels of absurdity on Thursday as Republican senators led by David Vitter of Louisiana blocked a committee vote on Obama's nominee to head the Environmental Protection Agency, Gina McCarthy. They refused to show up, denying the committee a quorum. McCarthy answered over a thousand written questions from the Republicans, but Vitter complained that she was, quote, unresponsive. After answering a thousand questions? Yep. So they just did not show up, right? Right. This is not like what we saw, for example, in Wisconsin with uh, Scott Walker, where they had an objection to Scott Walker. The GOP doesn't actually object to anything from this nominee, do they? No, they object to the EPA's existence. Exactly. This is unbelievable obstructionism, even by Republican 2013 standards. And it has even bigger implications for the economy as a whole. Democratic Senator Tom Carper of Delaware noted that this unprecedented level of obstruction is the opposite of what the utility industry has requested. It makes it hard to tell them what the rules are going to be, to provide a reasonable amount of time, some flexibility, and get out of the way. This nomination deserves uh, a vote. This nominee deserves a vote. And frankly, our country needs it. But those same GOP senators are attending a same-day fundraiser thrown by energy lobbyists. Unbelievable. Meanwhile, the Office of Management and Budget released a new cost-benefit analysis this week of EPA regulations and found that Americans get $10 worth of economic benefits for every $1 invested in complying with Clean Air Act and Clean Water Act standards. That's because the OMB is a shill for Barack Obama. (laughs) Let me repeat that. The nonpartisan OMB's cost-benefit analysis shows EPA regulations return $10 in benefits for every $1 invested. Meanwhile, commercial beekeepers say they lost a third of their bees over the winter, according to a new survey. That's on top of similar losses every year for the last seven years. The European Union has now placed a temporary ban on a class of pesticides linked to bee deaths. But in the U.S., a new federal study released last week blames a combination of factors and calls for more research, essentially ensuring that 
that no action will be taken on any one of those factors, including pesticides. And why do I care if bees are disappearing? Uh, Because they are responsible for much of the food that we eat. Oh, you and your food supply again. Good news for Oregon. Portland residents and environmental groups are cheering after coal giant Kinder Morgan announced it is canceling attempts to build a new coal export terminal to ship U.S. coal to China. That's the third of six coal export terminals that have been dropped in the Pacific Northwest. Kinder Morgan blames it on unforeseen site problems, but residents credit their huge protests against the increase in coal dust air pollution expected from 12 new coal trains a day through Portland. You and your air pollution again. Consumer Reports, known for their unbiased and unforgiving car reviews, say the all-electric Tesla Model S sports car is, quote, the best car we've ever tested. This car performs better than anything we've ever tested before. Let me repeat that. Not just the best electric car, but the best car. And it performs better than the entries from any of the car companies, even companies that have been around for over 100 years. The Tesla Model S scored 99 out of 100. Yeah, but it's really, really, really expensive. Yes, yes, it is. But, you know, so were cell phones and computers when they first came out as well. You and your reasoned approaches again. (laughs) And Tesla is now turning a profit along with the entire American auto industry, which overall is seeing its best performance in 20 years. But don't expect to hear about that from Fox News or other right-wing media who, if you'll remember, said let the American auto industry die in 2009. For more on that story and the ones we couldn't get to today, drive on over to our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please take note. The Bradblog has posted our 10,000th article this week. That's our 10,000th article in 10 years. Stop on by and help us celebrate. Find us on the Facebook and follow us on the Twitters at Green News Report. For bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your... Green News Report. Electric car on roads so dark to change the end. Rewrite.